You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC and CBD because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, speaking flower to power for 28 years and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is cannabis industry graphic artist, Brandon Palma. Living across the globe at a young age as the son of a world-traveling family has greatly impacted Brandon Palma's life. Since attending and graduating the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles, Brandon has had the opportunity to provide innovative solutions ranging from the fashion industry to the cannabis industry in Washington State. Brandon launched Eighth Day Create, calling it a culmination of design experience and the labor of love offered to the brave world. One of Brandon's signatures in the cannabis space is being the original creative force behind Dope Magazine, a publication that was launched at Seattle Hemp Fest in 2011. Brandon has been an integral part of the Pacific Northwest Cannabis Convergence, and I'm happy to have him with me today. Welcome, Brandon, to Cannabis Radio. Thank you so much, Viv. Good afternoon, and happy to be here and on your show. Uh, it's it's been a while, bro, and it's good to uh, to touch base with you again. Uh, let's just kind of go all the way back to yeah. To ask, how did you get started in graphic arts? Uh, what was your inspiration? How did you develop your talents? How did you get the ball go uh, ball rolling? 
absolutely great question i feel graphic design for me uh started off at a very young age uh as my, as you mentioned my family uh was a world traveling uh cast of crew uh thanks to my father being in the navy and uh, as he went out along the travels and uh you know i stayed back at you know port side uh i would face he would basically uh gift me with a bunch of just stamps and coins and all kinds of goodies from all these countries he visited and my younger brain just really got attached to you know studying like the flags and the coat of arms and the stamps and uh, all the colors <clears throat> and so at a really young age I just got really hip to that um, my, I think a really cool thing was my father was writing emoji letters to me uh, before I think you know the uh, the actual digital emojis came around, he would be like, "Hi, Brandon, I'm on a boat." And instead of on a boat, he'd be you know he'd draw a ship. So you know, like I remember seeing that at five years old and just being like, "Oh, I want to do that." Uh, so fast forward, uh, I was actually going to join the Navy, uh, but my art teacher at the time, and uh, I was going to high school in Hawaii. Uh, you know, showed me that, you know, there was another path and that, you know, she, she definitely saw that I had a very creative knack uh, to my work and uh, told me to, you know, check out some schools. And that's how I came across FITM. And three months before I graduated, and I made the switch to, instead of going to the Navy, uh, going for graphic design uh, to pursue it for a career. Uh, so that's how it all culminated there. And of course, being at FITM in California and Los Angeles, really crafted a very, you know, visual approach to the world. Um, and that's about the time I found cannabis and how that entered my life. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'll leave that off to you right there. <laughs> well, you know, this was all around the time that a brand new national industry was coalescing and graphics are an integral part of marketing and branding and presentation and stuff. Um, at what point did you identify that that might be a direction for you to, uh, to lock onto? Absolutely. So for, I would say graphic design and cannabis entered my life about the same time, very seriously. Um, cannabis, I like to say cannabis found me. I was working my first job and I, ended up sweeping up a dime bag that someone had dropped and I had on to it for three months and end of three months I ended up uh, trying it out with my roommate and that just basically blossoms me as a creative I went from getting you know C's and B's in my graph design classes to straight A's and the, the dean of the quarter or the graph design program hit me up and he's like what's going on with you and I kind of let him know what was going on and he was just like that's that's just wild that's amazing so i just continued on that path and i just really had a really strong passion for cannabis because uh well one it was my i was first time i tried cannabis i was 21 and i was really a child of uh the whole dare program uh especially living on military bases i didn't want to get my family in trouble so i really stayed away from doing any anything they found you know peculiar out of line I just kept really you know in the box for the most part but coming out of a family's house and living on my own really opened up I felt that security and freedom for me to explore 
uh, and I'm really happy I did. Um, because as I was going through that, uh, discovering cannabis, I was also discovering my first application in graphic design, which was the fashion industry. Um, and that's where, this was 2005, 2006. I was really getting into streetwear and apparel design and really understanding the power of a t-shirt, uh, especially living in Southern California, you know, that, that was an all day, everyday item. And, you know, it was very easy to portray a message uh, and advertise and brand and all of these marketing terms that are so important in today's, you know, cannabis centric industry. Uh, you know, it was all uh, empowered in a t-shirt. And so I, that's where I felt that was going to be the most strongest, iconic way to really push out a brand. Uh, so I started doing paragraphics for all kinds of private label companies, streetwear companies. I worked at a record store at Burbank and helped establish their apparel shop. And from there, it led me into a really unique perspective in the fashion industry. Started attending trade shows in Las Vegas that were, you know, just fully like celebrity powered and, you know, pretty much what the current cannabis industry is looking like right now. Uh, you know, I saw that in the fashion industry and to bring it to the full present, I just attended Hall of Flowers here in Santa Rosa at the beginning of the month uh, of May. And it was a direct culmination of, I feel, that fashion-centric industry uh, where branding and images at the full frontal of what your product is or what you are as an entity is uh, with cannabis. It was absolutely mind-blowing for me because it was really, it was really set the bar of like, wow, cannabis has come this far, you know, after so many generations and, you know, legends such as yourself, you know, really paving the way for a lot of this to happen. And I really do feel graph design is going to continue to be, uh, you know, one of the very strongest points in establishing a brand, you know, from the look to the image. Um, and so going into the field in 2011 and with the opportunity to create Dope Magazine, I really culminated all that vibe and feeling and saturation of what a lifestyle brand was really early in the game because I came from the fashion industry. And also before that, I was doing, uh, I would say their brother magazine called D-List Magazine at the time, <laughs> uh, which was based in Seattle, which was uh, founded by, uh, you know, wonderful, wonderful friends, uh, James Zahadni and Evan Carter, who were also part of the original Dope Magazine founders, founding team. You know, I met up with them, you know, combining my skills of fashion and, you know, design and publication. Uh, and through that, that's where that opportunity to get into the cannabis space happened. Uh, and to mix all of that to create something where, you know, today, you know, reading news and seeing that it's a part of the High Times family is kind of mind-blowing to me, honestly. Uh, but it really, I feel, is a real big testament to just really seeing a brand from the get-go, uh, really as a brand and as a lifestyle, 
and seeing it, how people are going to embrace it for themselves. Well, you know, with cannabis, the way it intersects with lifestyle and culture, you know, fashion, it was an, an obvious uh, tentacle to that. Dope Magazine is in, I think, seven states right now. And as you mentioned, was recently acquired by High Times. Uh, we got about two minutes till the, the first break. You not only helped to create Dope Magazine, you spent many years with the organization. It, 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 briefly, can you touch on the inception of Dope? How did the project come to be? What was your involvement in it? And then you got about a minute and a half. All right. No worries. So quick minute uh, touch. I was doing, uh, like I said, the art direction and current design of D-List Magazine. And uh, current founder of Dope Magazine, David Tran, came in. Uh, to the Dealers Magazine office and had a few publications and he's like, I want to advertise. Yeah, I just opened up a dispensary. Can you guys create a weed magazine? <laughs> and that was uh, that was the historical point from there. And and so dope is like spreading all over the the, the country now. Uh, are you excited to that it's going to? Well, I know mean, you're no longer dope. You've moved on. Uh, yeah, but but watching it uh, acquired by High Times, that must have been quite a moment for you. Oh, absolutely! I think uh, absolutely. I feel I'm a forever family member of the Dope Magazine team, uh, even though I'm you know no longer part of the current serving day to day team. There, uh, what it, I feel what it really did from you know not only for my portfolio it was just. You know, was just absolutely priceless, especially in this cannabis sector, uh, um, where you know, in this very much oversaturated sea of green, as I like to say, where you know there's creative teams and designers, and you know everyone jumping in at the moment with an approach to branding and their and their ways. I, I do feel where it's at right now and where it's heading, uh, you know, just really makes a lot of sense in that. You know, people are looking for a lifestyle such as, you know, brands such as Dope, such as Hempfest, to really live, you know, live behind and live on a daily. And I think the more a brand is authentic in that way, the more it really gets embraced and hopefully can, you know, become something more than what it, what it's even the current state of it is at. So, well, let's hold that thought. My uh, my guest is Brandon Palmer. We're going to take a quick pause, hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers, come back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. 
These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Brandon Palma. Uh, Brandon, you were talking about the inception of Dope Magazine before the break, and uh, time kind of ran out. Uh, so David Tran contacted you and others, said, let's do a Canvas magazine, and then what happened? Yeah, so during the summer of 2011, I was given uh, that opportunity to come up uh, with pretty much the full branding design and look, uh, even to the name. So the very first thing I wrote on a large piece of paper uh, tacked onto the wall was dope, Matt. You know, it was dope, greens, doja, verde, and I think uh, ganja, you know, just throwing names out. And uh, the next day, uh, the team walks in and they, uh, James is the first one to check it out and he circles dope. And then, uh, one of the team members, Trek uh, Manzoni, comes in and he be- uh, creates the acronym at the time for, uh, he comes, he's like, guys, I have the idea. It's spending our, you know, at the time, patients everywhere, which then, you know, as they evolved that, uh, P turned into plants and I think it's something else now. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's pretty much how it started. And I was given full, you know, creative direction reign on the first uh, you know, 10 issues. And I really wanted to embrace the very much, you know, turn of the century, uh, you know, prohibition style era, you know, very ornate type graphics. Um, and, you know, we had a great team who helped support content uh, for me to design. Uh, and yeah, went from there and basically also designed na- some apparel. Name, was the name dope controversial at all? And then at any point, oh, it's, yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a, uh, it has different connotations to different people. Absolutely. Oh, we were definitely met with a lot of pushback from, <laughs> uh, from all kinds of angles. Uh, but I, I, you know, and there are times where everyone were, was, would come in and kind of question, like, I don't know if we're doing the right thing. Is this the right ship? We should be flowing in the water. And <laughs> I, kind of, uh, I told him, I was like, yo, no, like, you know, that's, what's going to make it that much more memorable because you know like it's going to one feel like a brand that they've heard of you know for years 
which, you know, when I looked it up in, you know, the, the IP behind it, you know, it was, it was technically wide open and I was just, you know, mind blown. Uh, you know, so it was just very much timing. I, I feel was very much a part of it. Um, we kind of rebranded the word. You rebranded the word a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, it was uh, oh, one it. of the main intentions uh, behind it was I wanted to reverse all the propaganda and art that the government had put out over the past hundred years uh, about cannabis uh, and to reverse it and to create, you know, good propaganda, so to speak, you know, one that was pro-cannabis. Uh, and I wanted it to do it in a very classy way, you know, a class of cannabis, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I really, that's where the approach of like creating things that look like dollars or stamps uh, or coins and taking all that inspiration from my, from my younger years come, come, comes into play uh, and creating apparel. Uh, one cool thing a lot of people don't know about the logo is that I actually designed the logo so that it could be four separate glass pieces that when combined together would turn into like a transformers type bong dab rig <laughs> and uh yeah when hopefully one day i can get a glass uh you know blower to really create that vision uh but yeah uh, i actually have it all sketched out and uh was one of the main reasons uh, why the logo looks the way it does let's 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 jump up to the present time you're currently working with wes abney in curating cover designs uh for the newly launched east coast markets of the leaf nation uh specifically maryland leaf can you talk a little bit about that project absolutely well wes is a very much well respected and loved you know cannabis star fam uh you know within our circles and you know of course working you know in the publication field uh, I've always seen him and Daniel Berman's work out there and very much loved and, you know, saluted what they're doing for, for the name of cannabis. Uh, so, you know, for me, I've always, you know, one of the main reasons why I established Eighth Day Crate because I wanted and desired to be of service to the greater cannabis community uh, at a greater whole. So I had a great opportunity to talk with Wes uh, in 2018 uh and we established a really cool working connection got to know each other uh and then by the summer or i would say fall of last year 2018 uh she had the opportunity to establish the east coast market uh and wanted to do so and basically gave me the helms to you know establish help him establish that with a you know the cover design art direction um and AC Crate definitely took that on board uh, and helped them establish that. And uh, it's actually really been an amazing experience designing a publication for a newer state uh, because it feels like it's uh, almost time travel in a sense where the same excitement, the same energy, the same vibrancy uh, the community uh, desires to showcase about cannabis uh, very much matches you know, s similar sentiments of, you know, when I started Dope Magazine. And it I really, just I really to relate to that, that Brandon, because when I travel to other places that haven't yet legalized, I'm I'm inspired by the, the energy and the uh, uh, the exuberance that people still have. It's still edgy. It's still something that that they that that they're striving for. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it really made me reflect, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, what my experience and where I currently reside uh, and, you know, really seeing the progress uh, we as a whole, you know, have made. And I feel a lot of it, uh, you know, is, you know, due in part to your service to the plant and what you've been doing over the years. Uh, you know, I feel, you know, attending your event really inspired me to, you know, want to dedicate my life to this plant and want to provide my service in any which way to help shape the voice and image, uh, you know, and media forms through, you know, what this plant's message to the world can be. Uh, and, you know, what you've been doing with Hempfest very much has inspired me. And that's why I felt it was so such necessary to launch at Hempfest. Uh, you know, because watching you was just, man, you know, you, you, you aligned the stars for me, you know, and, you know, just just to get to work with you also uh, over the past years on the programs has been just such a blessing, you know, and it, those are things I very much cherish. And, you know, I'm just so happy and humbled to be of service to this plant and to really great get to know the greater star community um, I do feel that's what it's all ultimately what this plant's telling us to do, you know, and just like the late great, you know, prophet Bob Marley said, it was the healing of the nations and our voices, our words, our books, our books is what's going to really help push that. And, you know, going into new states, uh, you know, Wes, uh, you know, he definitely has more plans uh, for an East Coast expansion. I really love his model because he's very community centric. You know, Dope Magazine, you know, High Times, they're very national. They're, you know, they, they're, they're grown up. They're so big. I'm not saying Leaf Nation isn't big, but it's very much, you know, you're homegrown. You know, we're the guy. We want to hang out with you. You can get to know me, you know, type vibe, you know, and I, I really love, you know, supporting all the voices and all the channels, you know, ultimately. Brandon, we have uh, about a minute before the next break. You have an artisanal edible line premiering this summer. What is an artisanal edible line? <laughs> right. In a minute. It sounds silly. Cool. Well, I look forward to talking about that. No, we got a minute, so why don't you talk about it right now, bro? Oh, cool, cool. Okay, we got a minute. So the artisanal tricky line that I am currently working on is with a very wonderful woman named Katie. Uh, who's based out in Bremerton, and uh, we, look, I actually aligned with them very galactically uh, through a Lyft and Uber ride, uh, and and they ended up, or uh, her husband ended up picking me up from a, a cannabis meeting, and, you know, he was asking me what he was doing, and he was like, hey, me and my wife are starting a, a cookie line. Do you think, you know, you could, uh, you know, check us out. Uh, so uh, pretty much check them out, and they seemed pretty awesome. And it's been, uh, gosh, almost a year and three months working with preparing this brand, which I'm really excited uh, to uh, put out into the universe. Uh, the brand is going to be called Katie Bake Goods, and I feel it's for the Washington market, it's uh, very much marketed towards you know, more of like a woman demographic. Uh, I would say older, uh, you know, kind of like soccer mom. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose.
We're coming right back. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. In 2018, the National Cannabis Industry Association saw a 60% increase in congressional co-sponsorship of their priority legislation, the federal legalization of hemp, as well as the election of a new Congress expected to be more cannabis friendly. NCIA will host our ninth annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days, May 21st through 23rd in Washington, DC. Join in, advocate for our industry, and forge a unified front with the industry's most politically engaged leaders. NCIA members from across the country descend on Capitol Hill for our annual Lobby Days event to tell their stories and advocate for federal reforms needed for our industry to reach its full potential. Make your plans now to be at the National Cannabis Industry Association's 9th Annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in Washington, D.C. Register for Lobby Days and learn how NCIA works to advance the cannabis industry's policy agenda every day at www.thecannabisindustry.org slash Lobby Days 2019. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present with Brandon Palma, cannabis graphic artist. Brandon, this is Asian American Heritage Month. Race and ethnicity has had a complex history in regard to cannabis. What a your experience has been like as someone with Pacific Island heritage working in the cannabis space? Wonderful question. Overall, my experience being, uh, you know, a Pacific Islander working in the space has just been, uh, I would say nothing but aloha and love and just a lot of compassion. Uh, I, I feel, you know, cannabis has helped break down those barriers uh, between, you know, people judging me uh, you know, and approaching me, uh, you know, to be honest with you, Viv, sometimes I forget how I look, you know, and I'm like, oh, stop. I look well, you know, like I look Asian. I'm like, I forget sometimes, you know, and like, you know, I'm a guy with a big, big bun, you know, and I'm like, you know, it's, it's very hard for me to, you know, you know, sometimes put other people, you know, put myself in other people's shoes and see how, you know, they would, you know, approach me to like, well, this guy's just a trip. Uh, but overall, um, I think in particular in cannabis, uh, you know, uh, just as you mentioned, it's been a very much hot topic. Uh, you know, the, you know, the, everyone, you know, every article left and right. And, you know, I feel is the saying like, there's just too many white people with, you know, and I, I can understand that. And I get that, you know, yeah, the, the, for me, the, I really... the, the old white guy with a ponytail, uh, <laughs> about the cannabis industry, right. Now it's becoming right. a white yeah. businessman. Now it's becoming the white investor. Right. It, yeah, it's definitely changed 
all the views and you know even to break that down it's you know now the person who's coming into cannabis and wants to invest in doesn't even smoke cannabis so i feel there's so many ways you can break it down uh and i think ultimately for me you know being involved in the community being able to attend these events and see who's coming in you know it it just amazes me that it's really attracting everyone from all walks of life uh, you know from all kinds of business backgrounds and it's really become the playing you know level playing field uh where everyone comes in and brings their expertise in and i think that's one of the rarest moments we have in american history where everyone collectively can do it if they if they so choose to do so uh and so for i think for you know being a uh an asian american especially that there's a lot of stigma you know in our homelands especially you know for me i'm from the you know my homeland is the philippines you know and you know from there it's like we have a president who's like kill all the drug dealers shoot them and sign show, show send me the list you know and like you know, what kind of message is that sending me out there? You know? On that note, Brandon, but we're going to have to because our time is up. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> president, this is a black hole. We probably don't want to jump into right now. <laughs> Brandon Palmer, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, bro, uh, my old friend Absolutely. and comrade. And I, I look forward to watching your great work with the Leaf Nation. And uh, and thank you so much for being on Hemp Present, my brother. Oh, absolutely, Viv. Much appreciation for all that you've done. You truly are an inspiration to all of us, you know, that are that are young and old. And I, you know, I can only hope to do as much, you know, great work that you've put out for this plant in this world. And you know, I would love to collaborate with you and the Hempfest team if, uh, you know, the the stars align again. But I would love to be of creative service again. It sounds great, bro. You take care, man. Thanks for being on Hemperzen. You too, Viv. Aloha. I want to get to weekly feature Hemperzen on CannabisRadio.com. It's the code of the week, and here it is. Art is either plagiarism or revolution, and that is French post-impressionist artist Paul Gauguin. That includes this installment of Hemperzen on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Because when it comes to prohibition, you got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. The Hemperzen theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush, sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, my story is on Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.